Welcome to come, welcome to come and see your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry, with host and founder Richard Case and co-host and retreat leader Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday. And uh, Kathy, I know that you we have some very special guests that are actually uh, neighbors of yours and friends of yours. Yes. Why, why don't you go ahead and introduce them? Yeah, so I am so excited to have Diane and Antonio on here today. Um, they are, they'll tell you more about themselves, but um, Diane and I got connected. Um, all the listeners on here have heard me talk about the beauty of the community of my Tuesday morning ladies group. Yeah. Diane is one of those ladies. And just an amazing warrior that um, I have been privileged to get to be friends with and do life with and have gotten to know her husband now, too, who, oh, my goodness, you guys are going to adore him as you hear his story. And just I'm sure some of his quirky humor will come out. <laughs> we love you, Antonio. Um, anyway, great, great couple here. And they had we had the privilege of um, bringing them through to an abide retreat Um just this past February, it was right. Seven weeks, yeah. So this February, um, and Diane has been faithfully listening to the podcast and just um, totally absorbing all the online courses too, and enjoying all of this. So I think everybody's going to enjoy just getting to know them. They have a great story and beautiful wisdom. When we had them at the retreat, it was like having a second leader couple there. So just amazing. <laughs> great. Well, so this is. Uh... Uh, Diane and Antonio Malakwas, is that it? How we pronounce it right? Malakias. Malakias. Ah, okay. Malakias. Malakias. It's like Malakai, the Ma equivalent of Malakai. Malakias. Malakias. Is that, uh, what's that heritage, heritage? Is that Greek or? Um, it's uh, Portuguese. Okay. Great. Uh, and uh, tell us, uh, where, where do you live right now? We live in actually New Hampshire. And it's like uh, on the sea coast area. Yeah. yeah. Just about ten minutes from me. <laughs> how long? How long have you? How long have you been living up there? We have been living here for for five years, and uh, we moved here because of uh, my job. I work with chocolate, and uh, there's a big chocolate company here, uh, which I work for. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Well, first of all, we'd love to have the audience get to know each of you. So if you would, uh, why don't you each share, how did you come to know Christ? Go ahead, my dear. Okay. <laughs> well, I was raised Catholic, and um, I'm grateful to my parents for taking my sisters and I to church um, from, you know, very early age. Um, and when I was about 13, I think it's around that age, in the Catholic Church, they have you go through what they call a sacrament of confirmation, um, which is actually where um, there is a, a praying on of, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in, in the Catholic Church. And although some of my friends were giggling and, and fooling around, I do remember um, being very emotional and very tearful at that time. And feeling, you know, more like I was confirming a relationship with Jesus 
being old mm. enough, you know, mm. to do that. Um, however, I wasn't living the abundant life, um, you know, through high school and college. But when I when I met my first and late husband in my twenties, um, he invited me to, and he was a Christian. He invited me to his church, and it was the first time that I had attended a church outside of a Catholic church. I'm not sure if I had thought I was going to get struck by lightning. Or what. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, and it's so um, so interesting. If you are at all familiar with Pastor Jack Hayford yeah. and the Church of the Way in yes. California, that, yeah. that was his church. So you can understand that that's a far cry from the Catholic Mass. Uh, that I was used to. And I remember when he invited us to just turn to each other, you know, in groups of three or four and, and pray together, I was terrified <laughs> because the only time I had prayed, you know, in public was a recited prayer that I had memorized and, you know, learned. Um, and, but fortunately, time ran out in that few minutes before it was my turn. So <laughs> I, I survived it, but I, I loved it and I wanted to learn more. And so as I attended a women's uh, conference there, and I was 25 at the time, uh, and one of the ladies asked how long I had been a Christian, we were just having a personal conversation. And, you know, my response was I, that I was born a Christian because it was my understanding that because I was born into the Catholic family, I was just, you know, automatically a Christian and uh, she was super gracious with me as were all the ladies. And I came to realize that I needed to accept the Lord as, as my savior. And so that's, that's how that came about. And um, then I've just been growing and learning ever since. And that's been about 35 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and when you're, you're in your teens or twenties then? 25. Yeah. 25. Yes. Okay. Great. Beautiful. Um, how about you, Antonio? Uh, my my experience was, uh, of course, very different, as many people have different experiences as well. But I was born in Brazil, and uh, my parents, uh, they got saved. And, uh, and as they were professing their new faith, uh, they and uh, uh, another group of people, they were kicked out of a small town because of their new faith. So we had to leave everything behind. Uh, so it was like uh, grapes of wrath, mm. you know. I traveled to another city. My sister and I, we were on top of the truck. And uh, and he moved to the city and started growing the presence of the Lord. And I was eight years of age when I, uh, I felt in my heart uh, to give my life to Jesus. And then I became part of the uh, Royal Rangers. Royal Rangers. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it's a new, different term in Brazil, but I think it's the equivalent of the, the Rangers. And being part of, of that group of uh, uh, Christian boys, uh, I went to Rio to watch Billy Graham in 1974. Mm -hmm. And he was preaching to uh, 200,000 people. And uh, I remember one thing that, that got into my heart, uh, the calling, the calling, the calling. When God is calling you, uh, you know, don't shut your ears. Don't turn your back. Listen to what God was calling. Right. I, I knew that I, where I needed to be, but I didn't have the understanding. So my, as, 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 as uh, I, as I be going through my, my youth and being in church, I was still learning 
more about Jesus. And I got a much better understanding later on, but I had in my heart since I was uh, much younger that I, I, I needed to give my life to Jesus. And then later on, I started developing more in the presence of the Lord. And it has been a continuous exercise since then. Yeah. <laughs> How did you uh, uh, come back and wind up in America? I was working in a, in a chocolate factory in Brazil. My career, I had been in the chocolate industry for my entire career. And uh, there, was, there was a transition from one company to the other. And it was not the most positive one. And I decided to expand my career and come to the U.S. for uh, a master's degree. And uh, I only went back to visit my family. I decided to stay here. I understood it was my place to be, that God had called me to be here. Yeah, It's interesting because I tell, I tell my beautiful all the time that I grew up in a tropical country, very hot weather all year long. But I always, I always dreamed in being in a place with the four distinct seasons. I don't understand why. To, today, I understand much better. <laughs> well, you uh, in New Hampshire, you for sure get them. <laughs> yes, we get it. Yeah. Well, Kathy, uh, you know, our retreats, all retreats, we have chocolates. So uh, we'll have to connect Linda with uh, uh, Antonio and see about ordering uh, chocolates because we uh, we do that at all our retreats. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'd say our uh, our small group benefits. It is not uncommon for Diane to come in like the Easter Bunny bearing yummies for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, OK, so you're in America um, and Diane, uh, you are as well. Uh, so uh, what happened that you uh, met each other and how did you decide to get married and uh, what, what led to that marriage? Oh, I can I can start with this one because okay. <laughs> I, um, I was working in Philadelphia at that time, and uh, I, I got to a point in my health that I, I was super stressed, and I didn't realize that. Uh, like three years without vacation, I only found out after I went to the doctor, and he asked me how when was your la the last time we had vacations? Well, three years ago. And he has said, you know, you have to take vacation immediately and get some rest, uh, you know, reboot. <laughs> I went to Florida to spend time with uh, my sister and her family. And uh, as, as, as we went to church, uh, where I was parked for a certain time, at that time, Diane was not there when I lived in Florida for a short period of time. Uh, I had some guitar students there, uh, so that's where I met her mm. at church on a Sunday. On the Fourth of July. Ah, cool. <laughs> so I'll what... never, I'll never forget that day to celebrate. <laughs> Easy to remember. What uh, What attracted you uh, to her? Uh, it It was her. It was her like her kindness. Uh, it was like her gentle spirit, the way that, you know, she was talking to me, the, the way she was talking to others, uh, like this great listener, which I learned that she's much more than a great listener. She's an awesome listener. <laughs> and she really cares about what others are thinking and have to say. And that's how I got attracted to her. 
<laughs> Diane, do you want to share you guys meeting from your perspective? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had been widowed at probably about six months uh, when I was at church on that Sunday on that 4th of July and, uh, and I was doing well. Um, I had, uh, an 11 year old daughter and 19 year old son and very, and, um, had been homeschooling. So I was very involved, you know, with my children, uh, women's ministries in the community, different things. And just, uh, I had been married 21 years and just thought, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not, I'll probably never get married again. And I was okay with that. So never like, and certainly, you know, just not on the lookout for that. And, uh, so my friend, uh, which was Antonio's sister, at the church, <laughs> said, oh, I want to in- introduce you to my brother, just as a friendly thing, not trying to make a setup or anything. And um, and I said, oh, okay, sure. And so, so many people were talking to him because he had been there before I was waiting. And then I said, wow, is he a movie star or something? <laughs> <laughs> There's a line, line to talk to him. And, um, and so in, anyway, um, I was getting ready to leave and I said, oh, maybe I'll meet him another time. You know, we're going to go. And she's like, okay. And then my son and I started heading for the door and she said, oh, here he comes now. And so I said, okay. And we turned around and um, as she introduced us and we went to shake hands and our eyes met, that was it for me. My, my heart jumped. It was like the Holy Spirit in him. And I remember even thinking like, oh. I hope no one saw that, (laughs) you know, because it's in my situation with being a a fairly new widow, there's, there's all, all sorts of thoughts from all different directions. And so, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I sort of just pondered that in my heart, um, for that moment and that day. And it just so happened that, um, my son was dating his niece and so they had invited us over that afternoon for a barbecue and uh, we went over uh, to her house, which Antonio was there. And so we be- we got to know each other a little bit then and he was there for another week. So I think that it, it was so sweet when she opened the door. I was I like to to play with my nephews like being silly, this grown man rolling on the floor yeah. she opens the door and I'm rolling the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel much like a grown man and she, she walked in and it was too great. I loved it. And and he and later that afternoon he gave his performance, uh the same one that you got to hear at the retreat, Kathy. Oh my goodness. Like uh he imitates Louis Armstrong very well. Oh wow. It's the funniest thing you have ever seen. He did it at the retreat for everybody. He plays because he sings and does guitar too. And this, this imitation is worthy of video. It is amazing. We'll have to to capture that and put it on. (laughs) And I love to laugh. And so it was just a great afternoon. And, um, and because of my situation and my children, we, we had a long distance relationship for almost two years with me in Florida and him in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, at times it was difficult, but in hindsight, it was really from the Lord because, you know, we talked a lot. We prayed together. We um, immediately got into the habit of praying together every morning and every night. Mm. And so, you know, we were praying together every day and, and seeking the Lord about 
you know, timing uh, for us to get married. So, wow. And yeah, then how, how many, how many, uh, how many years then did you uh, total date before you got married? It was about two years. I mean, I, I, I felt the same way. And uh, uh, one week later, I, I returned to my work and uh, I spoke with my best friend and I said, I, I met this lady and uh, she is the woman of my life. He goes, oh boy. <laughs> and I'm going to marry her. And he said, does she know yet? And he goes, here we go. <laughs> but that's how we felt at that time. And uh, I was ready to make a move. But God led us on the direction of uh, 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 waiting, praying, growing first. And it was so important that she was in Florida and I was in Pennsylvania because we were dependent on the phone and we used that time to pray for each other. Even in moments that we didn't see that, you know, the good outcome, we were praying for each other and proclaiming, you know, that God will work through. Uh, he would provide a breakthrough or you know, keep, a, keep our hearts on, on the right direction. And that was like a... The, the, the foundation of our relationship was the daily prayer for each other. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, how many years now you've been married? 10 years and 10 months tomorrow. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we, like so... to, we like to acknowledge and sort of celebrate every month on the second of the month. Yeah. Uh, our anniversary. That's nice. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. So you uh, uh, did you move back to New Jersey then together after you got married? Yes. Okay. So you lived there and you were with uh, uh, your company there. And then you got a new job uh, with this new company up in um, New Hampshire. What What are you doing up there? What kind of company? You talk about chocolate company. What is it? What does it do? Chocolate and company. I, I, uh, I direct quality. Uh, uh, my expertise is in quality management, food safety, mm -hmm. like food manufacturing, food science. Yeah. Uh, and I have been doing this for a very long time. And uh, uh, I got to work with uh, a company that that produced my favorite chocolate since the beginning of my career, <laughs> which uh, which I'm very pleased and very happy. And I know that you know God gave gave us this opportunity. It was his dream job. Mm. Wow. wow, beautiful. So that wasn't then that difficult to move up to New Hampshire with a dream job like that, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> and we realized that Diane was actually born in New Hampshire. And uh, yeah, I I was born in Keene, New Hampshire, but my family moved to Florida when I was one. Okay. And although I'd lived a lot of different places around the country, I never once even thought about living in New England for yeah. whatever reason. Sure. So it was, it's a bit of a full circle for me. Yeah. So does your is your family still living? That uh, do they come visit you in New Hampshire? Uh, my my family lives in uh -huh. Florida. Okay. And um, my sister has come to visit me here, but mo more often I go to visit them there. Yeah. And <laughs> a good excuse to go get warm and sit in the sunshine. Yeah, particularly in the winter. <laughs> well, that's a great story. Um, and uh, so it sounds like your uh, your chocolate company's doing well, and uh, you're enjoying it. Uh, been your expertise, so it's kind of cool that God got you there. So how did uh, the two of you get connected up with, uh, you know, learning abiding. What is that meant to you? 
um, and how each of you could share a little bit about what does that what does that look like for you? Uh, the audience always loves to hear real stories of well, how does that play out uh, in this abiding uh, aspect of it? So each of you could share a little bit about you know how you came to know that, and then uh, what does that meant to you? Go ahead, Lindsay. Okay. Um, I believe that in, um, from way back when, and when I was a new Christian, I was abiding, although I didn't put that term on it. Right. Um, I, was, I journaled a lot. I have a stack of journals um, from back then. And I remember a particular subject that the Lord was working on uh, me with, working with me on for a while, and that was the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how it's speaking. And so I remember looking up a lot of different verses on that, which, of course, there are many, and writing them down and then just even journaling my prayers. And so, you know, that was a as I learned um, more about abiding after, you know, meeting Kathy as far as the, the retreats and talking more about that and me, and going even deeper um, with a concordance and looking up different references to go along with. I believe that um, I, I had a, a very good understanding of that already because I had been practicing that uh, for years and just really spending time with the Lord. There were different times through the years, especially when I had little ones, where it looked very different. Um, maybe the amount of time that I was spending was shorter or, you know, the time of day. I like to be consistent with the with a time and a place. Um, but even now in my life, because I care for our six-month-old granddaughter, um, it doesn't always work out exactly, um, you know, as as I would think it would in the timing, mm-hmm. but I, I work it in each day. And it was very helpful for me with um, with you all's um, encouragement of 15, 20 minutes a day, because I can have a tendency to want to, like, be there for an hour, hour and a half, you know, and of course, when you lock that in your brain and you, and you try to schedule that into your day, it's a little bit more difficult. Right. Right. And there certainly are times when I have the opportunity and I'm thankful for when I can sit down and, you know, I begin writing and and looking through the Bible and researching different scriptures and I could be there for an hour, hour and a half. And I love that. But, um, I, I will say that I was healed of perfectionism years ago. <laughs> you know, I, I have those tendencies to want to like do things a certain way, but I just have the freedom to say like, oh, that's okay. I have this 15, 20 minutes now. And no, I didn't quite finish, but that's okay because, right, you know, right. I can still talk to the Lord about it throughout the day and get back on it again tomorrow. And yeah. so I, I really like that. Yeah. Are you still uh, a big journaler? Yes. Yeah. What does yes. what does that look like for you? How does that how do you journal and what does that mean to you in terms of how that applies just to you personally? Yeah, so I might write down um, the like uh, a word or a theme that God is talking to me about. Most recently, it's been wisdom, mm-hmm. which um, the Bible talks about comes from the fear of the Lord. So those that topic, you know, um, the fear of the Lord and wisdom, and there is a there are a lot of scriptures, especially in Proverbs on wisdom. And um, so I might write down, fully write out two or three, and then I will write a prayer to the Lord um, in my journaling, just saying, thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you give me in this area. Or, you know, can, you know, what do you have to say or give me wisdom about this 
area that's coming up in my life. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's, that's an example, but I get very, very personal with the Lord. You know, I just, I'm having a conversation with him, but I'm writing it and it right. kind of helps me stay focused on it as yeah. well. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, how about you, Antonio? How does it look for you? In terms of journaling? Yeah. Well, just in terms of abiding and, um, you know, what is that, what does that mean in journaling, including journaling? Uh, okay. Um, uh, since he's talking about journaling, I can talk a little bit about that as well. Because when I met Diane, uh, I had, during that week, I had a, an experience with the Lord. It was, God was refreshing. He was uh, rebuilding something inside of me. And it was a very deep experience. And as I as I flew back, uh, one of my best friends she she called me and said, "You know, you should buy a journal and start writing down the things that God does in your life." Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know she didn't know Diane. Diane, of course, Diane didn't know her. So I went to the dollar store, and, and I'm frugal, and I bought <laughs> an expensive one. Two days later, I received this beautiful journal in the mail sent from Diane. Oh. But just the connection that God put between my my best Christian friend and uh, Diane didn't know and uh, talk about journaling. Yeah, yeah. And I writing down. Major confirmation there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I started capturing more. Uh, uh, honestly, I, I I used to think that it was like uh, all the ladies they did. <laughs> <laughs> Like a diary, you know, you lock it with a key. That's it, that's it. I, I don't journal, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's unto the Lord. And uh, I started seeing, like, major things, and even things that God did in my life that I forgot, I would go back to the journal. And uh, and uh, they they uh, were there. And, and I have been doing since in uh, uh, many experiences that even, even, experiencing the word that God gives us, we understand maybe a year later, right. and we go back, oh, we have this in the journal, we go back, right. goodness, we didn't understand a thing when we wrote <laughs> this down, and now we're understanding, because God's plan is beyond our 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 time frame, uh, his time is, is, is his time, it's not the microwave time that we have. <laughs> And so, yeah, so this is uh, on, on the journaling side, and uh, that has been a, a blessing for us. And actually, like a testimony for our children, because sometimes mm -hmm. they come and they want to talk. Oh, by the way, I have something in the journal here that God put in, put in our hearts five months ago to pray for you, and then we can share with them, and it, it's a testimony for them, because they know that God was working, mm -hmm. and they didn't know. It's like... Uh, 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 I saw you under the fig tree, right? So that would be that. you know testimony for our children as well. Yeah, we um, uh, it's a beautiful uh, uh, testimony of uh, the beauty of God um, that uh, we and Kathy and I talk about. He connects the dots, mm -hmm. uh, but we would like him, you know, just tell me the answers. And he, like you said, a year later, he said, "Well, now you're ready for me to connect something." Uh, and had you not written it down and understood it, you couldn't remember going back to, well, oh, that's what that's about. Um, and God has an infinite uh, patience. <laughs> so, uh, and and I see that the, the journaling is a great tool for the exercise of abiding 
because it takes you back. It connects you back to the word, connects you back to what God is doing. So when we forget about something, that's mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, that's the one of the connections that we have. Uh, in terms of uh, abiding, you asked if my name was Greek. So Portuguese comes from Greek and Latin. Okay. Testament was written in in Greek, and I think one of the, the first translation was uh, was Latin. So sometimes the the English language has like a deeper meaning for something. Yeah. And sometimes the Portuguese one right. has like a deeper meaning. And for abiding Portuguese means the word you use is remain. So I I I, I hold on to that because that's how I grew up. Yeah. So remain, remain, stay there. Uh, you know that's the way to to uh, receive the uh, the the nutrients from from uh, from the vine is 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 to go back and and uh, not go back, stay there. <clears throat> And and one of the my most recent experiences happened like two days ago, it, because when we, I go through something or we go through something, it's back to the word, back to the word. But it's a daily exercise. You know, what does God have to say about this? And uh, uh, I went through something at, at work, and it was a very heavy audit, mm-hmm. uh, audit, very risky one, and I was very tense. And I came back home, and my mood was different. I didn't want to talk, and I didn't go to the I didn't go to the word. Mm. The very next day, I just realized how silly I was, and I was talking to her, <laughs> and I apologized for not being uh, 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 the best company <laughs> the day before. <laughs> and and uh, I think it was the Bible plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and also a word that we received from a friend. That went straight to the point, but the Holy Spirit had already had already touched my heart regarding if you, if you had gone back to the Word, I would have told you something that put your heart back in the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next day, I, I understood and I felt the difference mm-hmm. of uh, the consequences of not abiding compared mm-hmm. to abiding. You know, when uh, when things are Good, <laughs> abide. <laughs> not so good, abide, remain. <laughs> because he will have something to say to us to keep us on track. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's uh, <laughs> it's always simple. He said, if I was you, it's better to abide. <laughs> 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 well, well, uh, well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, uh, coming to the end of our first session, uh, we'd love to hear more stories this next time about what you just talked about, uh, about your connection with God. What is he saying to you? And how do you two come together and make decisions uh, as you follow him? And what does that look like to follow him? So we're excited to hear more of your story. What a, uh, It's just always beautiful how God brings people together. Um, and then uh, he starts to you know, join you into oneness and we can see the joy, you know, that you guys have together. So it's quite, quite exciting. So thank you for sharing. So Kathy, we'll pick it up again next week and do uh, session two and we will see you tomorrow for uh, End Times Friday. Sounds great. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. And thank you, especially Diane and Antonio. You guys can see why I adore them. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, have a great afternoon. If you have questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com and we'll see you next time. All right. We'll see you then. 
Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.